Welcome to the New Mind Creator Podcast with your host, Maurice, the New Mind Creator. Today I'll be interviewing Kate Hartsong. Please make sure to hit the subscribe button so that you receive alerts when new episodes are available on Sundays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. You know, Kate, nature is so, I guess, enriching and just peaceful in itself once you begin to take it on because I I believe that during the hustle and bustle of life, especially if you live in the city, you are constantly going from one thing to another and it's almost like a rat race and you have to purposefully take time to be at peace or get rid of all the noise. And I know you're a nature lover as well. (laughs) Yes, indeed. Oh, and, and you bring us that's such a good point. It's so, so beneficial for each one of us to uh, live mindfully, to live consciously, to take on, oh, certain practices and tools to help us get back from, from the busyness of life into, uh, yeah, into that place of center uh, connection. And nature does that. Uh, so much for me. I love being out in nature. You know, the energy actually of nature is such that it's very grounding and helps us to get back from from the busyness of life, the frenetic energy, especially with big cities, to uh, more of a calm place. And there's nothing wrong with being with a big city, and yet it's very imperative. Uh, that we live in a recognizing we can actually take our tools to get back into center. And that helps us to stay more calm and reduce stress. <laughs> yes. You know, it's amazing when someone who helps begin helping other people get to a space in their life, whether it's to live more consciously as yourself, you definitely help people to live more consciously. That came from somewhere. So the mm-hmm. flower is not, the flower looked differently in the infancy because it was a seed, nothing written on it. But when it was dropped into the soil, it produced the flower. So what was the seed form of you that began the journey to get to this place that you are right now? Oh, that is such a wonderful question. And definitely, uh, I received my passion. Uh, The flower has grown as a result of actually my traumatic childhood. Most all of us have had difficulties or trauma in life, especially in childhood. And as you well know, that really forms a conditioning in our brain. And then subconsciously and unconsciously, as we grow, um, that recording just happens. But when we live consciously, we can make a shift. And that's where the power of creating a new mind comes in. And for me, when I was, oh, oh, in my early 20s, I, I had enough of, having great shame and no self-confidence. And I decided to take the bull by the horns, Maurice. I knew I had to make some 
some major change in my life. So I did a lot of personal work, some counseling, lots of uh, self-help books. I've, I've read a lot. Plus, I have a degree in psychology. But I'll tell you, it's because of the difficulties I had in life and my being able to transcend it, which actually gives me so much passion to support my clients and audiences. Because you know that expression, uh, you've been there, done that? Yes. Yeah, uh, that's exactly the situation with me. I know what it felt like back then with anxiety and upset and shame. Now I've transcended that where I really am passionate about and really support my clients and audiences to recognize their greatness, to really appreciate themselves. And as we do this, and this is the key that I'm so passionate about, as we heal ourselves and we feel better, we are better able to live more authentically and then we're better able to give our gifts and skills to others. And it really is not selfish to take care of ourselves. It's like your podcast name, The New Mind Creator. Maurice, this is very powerful. And I'm very passionate, and um, you can hear in my voice. Um, I'd love to empower my clients and audiences, your audiences here, to realize we can make change. We're all powerful creators. And so this is, uh, I would not change my past for anything because it gave me that impetus to be able to stand tall and be of service to others. What caused you, how, what caused you to take the bull's bull by the horn? Because so many people who get stuck in that recording of that childhood trauma that you mentioned uh, moments ago, they get stuck and they just stay in it, in that cycle over and over again, and they lose hope and never come out of it. Yeah. What caused you to take it on? Oh, yes. It was so much pain. I just couldn't bear it anymore. Um it was almost like, and so many of us have heard, <sighs> just falling on our knees and just giving up. It's like, I cannot live this life anymore. I had so much anxiety and so much fear. Um, I knew I did not want to live my life like this anymore. Thankfully, also, Maurice, I had... Um, the blessing of meeting someone, an incredible counselor who really helped me to recognize that I can make change. And so I think it was just really what caused my taking the bull by the horns to make change in my life is, is the great pain of not wanting to live this way anymore and to have the hope and the knowing that, yes, actually, we can make change. And I'm living proof. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm completely opposite of who I used to be. Uh, so I'm living proof that change is possible. 
And you said we are all powerful creators. Can you talk a little more about that? Oh, sure, Maurice. Um, each one of us actually is energy. In fact, all of life is energy. There's really a field of energy and energy vibrates. And each one of us with our thoughts or our words or our actions actually make change. And it puts out a frequency, a frequency which is really just a level of vibration. So just to put it a little bit into context, because everything is energy, quantum physics has demonstrated this many times. And because everything vibrates, or I should say energy vibrates, that means we as individuals also vibrate and our thoughts vibrate. So we are powerful creators because as we set an intention, we can actually cause a certain event to happen. It may not happen overnight. It may not happen immediately, but because everything reverberates and our thoughts create through that vibration, uh, this is how we create. Um, I might also share that because of how we think or what words we say or how we show up actually does make a difference with how we feel. So if I'm a person who is in great pain and I'm focused on the upset from my childhood, I constantly think about this upset, then that energy continues to grow and it actually ripples out. And what really we have inside of us is reflected on the outside. And on the other side of the coin, when we are positive and upbeat, we're in a place of gratitude and respect and collaboration and love for others and for ourselves. this also has a certain vibration. So being a powerful creator really means to be conscious, to be aware of what it is that we are thinking, what we are feeling, and to be aware of our emotions. And through that, when we make a certain intention, we can actually impact making positive changes in our life. I hope that makes sense. There's a lot to be said about creating our own life. Um, but I hope that gives a little sampling of just how powerful we really are. Yes, it sounds like when you were talking about the energy, we are energy, everything is energy, that whatever is reverberating within us, the, the silent thoughts, which are words, uh, and it just keeps going on and on, and it draws certain experiences into our physical lives. So yes. if we constantly 
rehearse the trauma, the childhood trauma, the whatever trauma that we've experienced and we give ourselves, we start talking to ourselves because we are constantly having a conversation with ourselves, especially mm-hmm. if we're not consciously aware, yeah. it becomes <laughs> negative. So we keep drawing these things and yesterday looks like today. And it keeps going on and on because we think between 50 to 70,000 thoughts in a day. And most of them are just the same thoughts over and over Mm -hmm. again. But you're able to help people disrupt that thought process and begin to live more valiantly and experience the power of our own, you know, the creators from within us. Yes, that's so well said, Maurice the creator within ourselves. You know, as you mentioned, what we focus on gets bigger. And I loved how you gave the example of, you know, we do focus on uh, the, well, whatever we focus on. But your example of someone focusing on their childhood and the trauma and the victimhood. And what I'm so enjoy is helping people truly understand that we do have the capacity and the ability to make change. Uh, and there's so many books out there describing the physiology of it as well. For example, Dr. Joe Dispenza mm. um, in his several books, the physiology of like what we focus on gets bigger. And he talks about uh, <clears throat> what fires together, wires together. which essentially is what we focus on gets bigger and bigger. And in our brain, um, the neurons actually, uh, or in our brain, uh, grooves are formed from repetitive thoughts. And the good news is, as you probably well know, Maurice, is that we have the ability to make change and change those grooves, those neurons that wire together. And then from a physiological standpoint, an outside stimulus that then stimulates that portion of the brain causes us to then act, oh, most of the time out of a knee-jerk reaction. But when we consciously make a choice to think different thoughts and to feel different thoughts. Feeling is a powerful way that we communicate with the field of energy. So thinking is okay, but feeling is even more powerful. So when we can be in a place of feeling as if, for example, feeling as if I have abundance of money, uh, we can actually create more of the grooves in the brain and also the ripple effects of the energy field that we're in. And also please know, um, it's also important to know is, I find this really fascinating, is that the brain does not know the difference between what we think and imagine versus what we're really experiencing. So there is so much power in focusing and concentrating our feeling and emotion on what it is we want. 
because the brain thinks that's really happening. And over time, the energetic reverberation will actually bring to you that very thing that we're thinking of. Because there's a law in the universe of cause and effect. And it just it's just one of those <laughs> energetic laws on the universe. It's just the way it works. You know, like that law of attraction type thing. Uh, what we put out comes back to us. Yeah. Yes, certainly. Because, like you said, the mind can't tell the difference between what's real and what's imagined. So on purpose, on purpose, we don't have to be subjected to those old repetitive emotions, those old repetitive traumas, and keep being held captive by it. We can subjectively mm -hmm. yeah. choose a picture and a feeling, like you said, because feeling is extremely important. So whatever I can see and feel as though it's happening right now will begin to change the the grooves, the thinking. Mm -hmm. And we begin, like uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza, the neurons that wire together, fire together. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, and exactly. Right. And we can, we have the power, but we just have to believe it and have that confidence. We have to gain that confidence within ourselves. So how do you help people raise their consciousness? What are some things they can do? Oh, yes. Another great question, Maurice. Raising our consciousness is so vital in making positive change in our life. And, um, before I answer that, I want to also say you are so, of course, spot on with the necessity of having confidence and believing in ourselves and to truly know that it is possible to make change. Uh, that may not always be easy for people to embrace, but I think more and more people are beginning to understand that we do have that pop back creative aspect of ourselves. And so to answer your question regarding how do we raise our consciousness, it there's many different tools and techniques that we can do. One big one, very, very, very helpful is meditating every day, at least 10 or 15 minutes, if not longer. And the reason meditation is so powerful is it helps to shift our consciousness into the realm of the connection with the all that is. Uh, this, this powerful, loving source. Some people know this as the universe or God or the Father or infinite possibilities. Uh, whatever term this you may use, when we connect to this place of of high vibration of love, that has a lovely cumulative effect of making a big positive difference in our lives and helps us to actually increase or raise our vibration. Because the more we meditate, the more we are in the higher vibrations of love, gratitude, respect, kindness, reverence for life. 
and that takes me back very briefly. I want to comment what you first talked about when we started here with all the hustle bustle and busyness with life, how imperative it is to support ourselves into getting back into that place of center where we're a little bit away from the busyness. Another way that we can raise our vibration and our consciousness is by watching our thoughts. Be aware. Have a, an awareness of what we're saying to ourselves. This is key. When we have more time spent on positive thoughts, you know, like things are going well or um, I appreciate this person. I'm so grateful for my job. I love how my partner shows up for me. I'm grateful for my health. There's so many positive emotions that we can carry with us. And those emotions can lead us to having positive thoughts. Now, of course, that doesn't mean that we should ignore upsets in life. We all have that. And something may happen during the day that causes the upset. Don't stuff it. Recognize it. And then go back to having positive thoughts. Again, that helps raise the vibration. Another way that we can raise vibration is to do things that we love to do. That is more in alignment, more in resonance with who we are. Uh, I'm sure all of us can relate to, um, oh, going to work, and probably all of us have experienced a job that we just don't like. I remember it's probably about 12, 13 years ago, I was actually working full-time as an accountant. This is before I got into being a coach. And I was so unhappy walking into my office because I knew this was not for me anymore. But I did not have the courage to quit. So I ended up getting uh, laid off. And I was really upset. But that upset caused me to actually go down the path of what I really was meant to do at that time, and still am, and that is as a coach. So what helped me is I was more in alignment with what I'm supposed to do, and that also raises my consciousness. In other words, Maurice, really living an authentic Living an authentic life really also helps raise our consciousness. Um, and there's many tools and those strategies that um, we can take on so much on the Internet. Uh, but I would say those are basically the main ways to raise consciousness. You know, living authentically, meditating, having positive thoughts. Um, it may not be easy, but when we discipline ourselves and when we're motivated enough to make change, it is it is possible. Why do you think we tend to discontinue doing those pleasurable things that we once did as a kid, teenager, when we become adults and get so bogged down in sometimes doing things work that we don't really like that's not true and authentic to ourselves 
Why do you think we kind of get away from that pleasure? Mm. There are so many different reasons. One could be how we were conditioned as a child. All of us go through the experience of interactions with our parents, authority figures, teachers. So conditioning at that time, perhaps our parents said, oh, you've got to be a lawyer. You can never be an artist. Perhaps that child loved drawing and the parents are scared. They don't want to uh, see their child not make a living and they condition the child thinking that they're not um, not able to make a living as an artist. So there may be past influences that are actually, as you well know, Maurice, in our our subconsciousness, uh, the conditioning. Another reason is um, we ourselves may have repetitive thoughts that I can't do something. Oh, I can never be that artist. I don't deserve it. I think many of us unfortunately, are in a place of not having much confidence or self-esteem, or they feel like they're not worthy of having what they really want. And maybe that's why they took that mundane job. Or maybe they did it out of desperation. So there's so many different factors, but I think it's um, important to recognize how do we feel about ourselves? Do we feel like we deserve to have what we want? Uh, it's so easy to not play as a child anymore because of the conditioning of from our parents, from the authority figures. Conditioning saying, hey, if you want to be a, res <laughs> a responsible adult, then you need to do this and you have to work and do not play. I, I've witnessed um, someone who had such joy and exuberance um, and, and but just so much energy and was told, you know, that's not the right way to behave. So in a way, this person was really just um, encouraged not to live authentically. So I think that's another reason why people may not really go, you know, live in their alignment and may have gotten away from the playfulness and joy of, of being a child. Plus, I think there's so many outside stresses, especially in this world of the uh, pandemic and an increase of upheaval throughout the whole planet and in each one of our lives. And maybe it's really... I think also the pain that many of us experience. It seems like the parents unawares to them because they care for their children, mm -hmm. put things on them and they create a fear mindset, a scarcity mindset. Mm -hmm. And they begin to react out of that and not really do those things that's more in alignment with you know who they're who they are authentically 
So like you said, there are various uh, reasons, but that's definitely one of them for sure. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. No. When, you, when you were talking about um, energy, we are all energy earlier. I began thinking about oneness. Is that, are there any relations? Is oneness what? I'm sorry. What did you say? Is, is there any relation to the energy that every, you know, being is and oneness, the oneness that, um, because you talked about us, um, you know, oneness, there's a oneness. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. There is. A, uh, quantum physics has discovered way back in the year 1900, actually, uh, by Max Planck, and then many, many physicists since then, like Albert Einstein, demonstrating that actually at the most elemental level of all of life, everything is actually energy. Uh, there is actually a field of energy, all pervasive, infinite field of energy. And we are actually part of this energy. So this concept of oneness is really, yes, we are all interconnected because everything is really energy. Um, it seems like we're all separate. When we look at each other or we see a flower or the trees, um, what that is actually is uh, pockets of energy. And what's really key to understanding that we are all interconnected is energy vibrates. And that vibration is at different levels, different frequencies. Uh, so something that will vibrate fast has a higher energy, a higher vibration. The frequency moves faster. And so it's good to also remember that thoughts are actually energy. And words and our actions are energy as well. So when you have someone who is of a high vibration, they are someone who have higher emotional vibrations such as, oh, respect or appreciation, gratitude, kindness, love, harmony. And we all know what that feels like. All of us, I'm sure, here have experienced walking into a room and there's that one person that, oh, it seems so charismatic and we're drawn to them because they have a higher frequency, a higher vibration, and it feels good to us. And then all of us have probably experienced the opposite, where there's someone who is in great pain and upset and anger, fear, and it just doesn't feel so good to be around them. Their vibration is lower and more dense. So what I'd love to empower your audience to know is that we have this incredible gift of being creative and to create a new mind, like your podcast says, we have this power by shifting our thoughts into higher vibration. And I totally get that 
It's, it's not so easy just to do that. It requires our willingness to work through our challenges or trauma in life. But as we do, that energy actually releases from us and it gets neutralized. And then we actually become lighter. And what this all has to do with oneness, <laughs> kind of a long answer here, Maurice, but it has to do with what I think and do actually does influence others and it influences all of humanity. So what is internal to me is what I see on the outside. And it really is because we are all um, energy. May I share a, a story that could demonstrate this? Yes, of course. Thank you. A um, few years ago, I was so inspired and, and so grateful to know of this. I had learned about um, an incredible experience around this hospital in Hawaii. And there was this ward, this section of criminally insane men. These men were put into this hospital and they had a very difficult time managing them. And they hired some psychologists and they were not able to manage or control these people. And so they brought in this man, Dr. Hugh Len, L-E-N is his last name. And what Dr. Len did is he came in every day and he did not work directly with these patients. But what he did instead is a very powerful, ancient uh, reconciliation and forgiveness prayer. It's called the Honoponopono. Have you heard of that? No, I'm not familiar with that. Yeah, many people haven't heard of it. It's incredible. So this Honoponopono is an excellent example of that we are all interconnected. What it is, and I'll just give the brief version here, is it's recognizing that what people on the outside are experiencing is actually a reflection unconsciously, usually, but a reflection what is inside of the person. So Dr. Lin went in and he prayed, and this is how the prayer goes in the short form, but he did it much deeper. He looked at their patient's files and he prayed and he said, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you, I love you. And the premise of this is, whatever is going on inside of me that has caused you pain, I am sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you, and I love you. And he did this for three years. And <laughs> Maurice, they ended up closing that ward because all the people were healed. And I know this works because, wow, I did the same thing with a situation with a roommate I had last year. It ended up being a very difficult situation. And we were like water, uh, I'm sorry, oil and water. 
we did not get along and we tried to resolve this and it did not work. So I decided to take on this beautiful reconciliation and forgiveness prayer, the Honoponopono. And I did it for three days, um, for about an hour each day. And with complete sincerity and openness to my own self, recognizing there's something within me that has caused her to be in pain. And I did that. And after the three days, one hour each day, she came to me and we started communicating again. And this is a powerful, powerful demonstration of what I do within myself and what healing I can do within myself does actually outpicture and is seen on the outside. So really, bottom line, we are all interconnected. And what I do for myself, I influence and I do for others. And what I do for another, I do for myself because energetically, it is all one. So I thought that was a pretty powerful story with Dr. Lim. That's a beautiful, ex powerful um, illustration and story. Of, I mean, it really gives clarity to it, uh, the oneness that we are. We think mm -hmm. we're separate and we look separate, but as you said, we are different pockets of energy and expression, mm -hmm. a different expression of energy, yeah. those pockets. Yeah. Wow. And I mean, wow. And it doesn't have to be confrontational all mm -hmm. the time to create change. We can go from, we can go within and express without. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the Hono Pono Pono prayer. Wow. Yeah. So, so you can, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was going to ask, um, you know, just um, I guess how can people uh, find out more about that prayer? Yes, um, it is on the Internet. Pono Pono Pono. It's Hawaiian, uh, Hawaiian prayer. I also make mention of it in my book, uh, my recent book, Humanity's Cry for Change. Um, I share several, well, many things in the book, but one is, uh, one section is alternative types of healing. And I describe a little bit about the Honoponopono in there as well. Great. And you also have a book, Deeply We Are One? Yes, yes. I was very honored to publish that. That was about 10 years ago. Essentially, it helps us to raise our self-esteem and confidence and to recognize our greatness. And you know, and when we do, when we recognize our own greatness, we can see that so much easier in others. And when we do that, it actually helps us to better understand we're all interconnected. Uh, so it's really powerful. Again, what is within ourselves is what we see on the outside. And that's really a powerful thing to consider when we are creating and wanting to make change in our life. And if we don't like what we're seeing on the outside, 
how our lives are going. We can simply go within. Uh, I think it was Neville Goddard that says, leave the mirror and change your face. So we can <laughs> go from within and change what we see. That is absolutely true. You are so right and well said. We really can change. And it's like Dr. Lin with the experience with the Hawaiian hospital. He didn't even work directly with the patients. He went within and did his own work. It's really powerful. Yes, that's true love. Yeah, yes. That very much resonates with me. It is, it's true love. Love is the highest vibration and it's incredible, incredible work. And all of us have the power. We just do need to believe in ourselves. We need to have confidence and no techniques to make change. What What is your website? Do you have a website or social media that people can get in contact with you? Oh, yes. Um, my website is called joyfulradiance.com. J-O-Y-F-U-L. R-A-D-I-A-N-C-E, joyfulradiance.com. And yes, I also am on LinkedIn and Facebook and Twitter. And um, yeah, I've got, um, if people are interested, they're welcome to opt in. There is a really empowering monthly e-newsletter as well as uh, two free meditations that they can get when they go to my website. Great. That sounds like it's going to be really um, beneficial for people to receive that. So thank you for sharing that. So you've helped so many people throughout the years and you continue to help people and you're going to continue to go on and on. What's your one to grow on? What valuable piece of information would you like to leave our audience with? Excellent question. If I had to say just one thing, it would be do whatever you can to truly recognize the brilliance, the excellence, and the greatness of who you are, which means raise your self-esteem, confidence, because it's key in anything you do in life. It is key that you really are in that strong anchor of truly believing in yourself. And that will take you so far. And if you're not there yet, there are so many resources and so many people and so many modalities that can support you in that. And to please above everything else, Know that it really is possible to make change. And you really are a powerful creator. And to really honor yourself. <laughs> I'm going on and on. Honor yourself. Believe in yourself. Confidence. Yes. Thank you, Maurice. <laughs> Thank you.
Thank you for listening to The New Mind Creator Podcast with your host, Maurice, The New Mind Creator. This podcast has been sponsored by Abundant Sports and True Serum. Head over to www.mauriceflornoy.com to receive more motivation and insight to help create your new mind.